Oh, 
won't you? Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I need somebody to turn all those faders down. Fader number seven. last week and uh, he said uh, back when I was a young man of course he must be pretty close to our, our age maybe a little younger and he's from the state of Arkansas he said back when I was a young man he said there was a man of God that used to come around our area every now and then and he would preach and he said God used him mightily and when that man came around, he said, there's a funny thing about it. Usually when, you, when revival comes and somebody preaches revival, people get right with God during that revival. He said, but before this person came, everybody got right. <laughs> he said, only because they knew God used him through the gifts. And he would, he would not leave any stone uncovered. That's what he said. And he said, I remember this man. He said, God used him mightily. And, and not only through the word, but he said, he's seen miracles happen. He said, miracles happen. He said, it was awesome. He said, this man was 
a Dutchman, who, and his name was Anthony Gerritsen. Wow. Brother, Brother Craig said, that was one of our pastors. He said, really? And he said, you sat under his ministry? And he said, yes, sir, we did. He said, my hat's off to you, sir. He said, because that was a mighty man of God. And, and he told me about that the other morning at breakfast, and I said, wow. And you know, we don't realize what we have sometimes. That's right. That's right. Until after it's gone. Yes. And I thank God for, you know, the, the, the blessing it was to be able to experience and to be able to, to humble and sit under a man of Brother Garrison's caliber and character. Because it does, it, it does make a world and, and if you if all of you and I know you probably do if you pay attention and like James said in, in the scripture don't be just hearers only yes. but to be doers of the word he said that man and that woman will be blessed in their deeds so I know that you know the whole purpose of all this everything that we're doing here uh we're building upon a foundation that no other man can build on. We're, we're building upon a, uh, upon a foundation that has already been laid that no other man can lay on, which is which is Jesus Christ. Amen. So it's really it's really something to be able to have that to have that kind of testimony, to have that kind of experience. And when, when we do, when we submit ourselves to it, when we subject ourselves to it, and we allow God to do the work in us, we're going to see results. We're going to see results. We're going to see God, amen, mold us into the people he wants us to be. Not who we want to be, who he wants us to be. There's a big difference. And, you know, I was blessed to... to go to peak this year and just to be able to sit back and just to hear the word of God and, and let me tell you something church you might think you're all alone in whatever you're going to Come on. you might think you're the only person experiencing certain things at this time in your life we might think as a church we're the only church going through certain things praise God that we're not yeah, that's right because what I heard this weekend, yes. this past week, is everybody is going through the same fire. Amen. Everybody is going through the same trial. Yes. Everybody's going through the same persecution. Yes. Everybody's going through the same temptation. Yes. The same tribulation. But the difference is this, is that there are those who will not let it move them. Yes. Yeah. There are those who will not let it shake them. Yes. Yeah. It just seemed, seemed like a reoccurring message mm -hmm. across the whole spectrum of, of the word, ministry of the word. That Let me tell you something. Just because we walk away from God and we come back 
you know, we think we're doing okay, but let me tell you something, even that one little slip up, that one little slip up, there's gonna be recompenses to that one little slip up. Yes. We excuse ourselves and we think it's okay to backslide for a little while and then come back to God. And, and here's the thing, we're just fooling ourselves. Amen. You're not fooling anybody but yourself. And, and what am I trying to say? I'm not trying to rub anybody wrong. I'm just saying, hey, we need to get the mind. We need to get to the point in our mind where we can say, regardless of what I'm going yes. to do, I'm going to do everything I yes, can sir. to hold yes. on to Jesus. Yes. Amen. That's, that's the conclusion I came to. Yeah. I know I know one thing. I, I received the Holy Ghost in 1982. And I think the Holy Ghost I received should not be different than the Holy Ghost that you received. Come on. Amen. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. It should be the same spirit. Yes. Yes. And that same spirit, let me tell you something, I had an experience that shook me. Deep down into my inner, most inner being, it shook me because I couldn't get over the love I, I experienced, mm -hmm. the, what I felt. I couldn't get over that. That was just so powerful. And it moved me and I thought, wow, I have never felt this before. I never felt like this before. And you know what, because of that, because of the love of God I experienced, it made me want to live for him more. Amen. Yeah. It made me want to seek him more. Amen. Yeah. It made me want to love him. Yeah. Is everybody listening? Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm only saying it because my 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 aim and my goal is to somehow lead and persuade all of you to love Jesus Amen. in the same fashion. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. And be faithful. Be faithful to God in the same fashion. In your Bibles, in the book of uh, Matthew 10, if you want to turn there with me, in, in verse number 22, it says, and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. We might as well get over it. <laughs> the world ain't going to love us. Huh? We're not going to find amen, friendship with the world. We're, we're different. We're different from them. And what defines that difference is the, is the Spirit of God, the yeah. truth. Yeah. We are no longer of this world. Amen. Jesus said the world hated me before it hated you, but guess what? You know, if it hated him, it's going to hate us also. That's right. Yeah. Because we all are of the same Spirit. That's right. yeah. So we see here, and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. What's changed? Amen. Amen. Here's the, here's the other part.
part of it. Here's the other part of this. Even though they hate us, we still have to love them. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We still have to manifest the love of God. Amen. We still have to. But we're hated of all men for his name's sake. You're called by his name. And when you're called by his name, people are going to hate you without a cause. But look what he says. But he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. If you can get past all this hatred, if you can get, get past all the, the, the conflict, the confrontation, the persecution, the bitterness, and we can, we can, we can, we can get past it and we can, we can live for God regardless of what's happening right now in our lives. Hallelujah. That's the difference. That's the difference. And, you know, it's something that's just been on my mind. I've just been thinking about it because uh, I want to do everything I can to make heaven my home. How about you? I want to do everything I can. If you would turn with me in uh, the first book of Peter, in verse number four, uh, chapter four, yeah, I mean chapter four, yes, that's what I meant, chapter four, verse number 12, praise God, I always harp on the professors, these absent-minded professors, and I'm getting the same way. I better quit harping on them. <laughs> Praise God, I don't mean to be absent-minded. I should go up there to the USD uh, administrative office and whoever handles all the hiring up there, and I should say, Hey, is one of the qualifications to become a professor here to, is to be absent-minded? <laughs> I wonder what they would say. <laughs> to be absent of your mind? Oh, man, I would start a war. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. In verse 12, Beloved, think it not strange. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. As though some strange thing happened unto you. Don't think it a strange thing. Don't think it out of this world when you're going through something. Don't think that way. I know that we all want a happy life. We all want a peaceful life. You know, we all want good out of this, but a lot of times there's going to be some kind of resistance. There's going to be something there that's just going to, you know, it's there because we're the people of God. Mm -hmm. So we shouldn't be alarmed. We shouldn't be 
we shouldn't get worked up. We shouldn't become uh, fearful or, or we shouldn't be threatened or anything like this uh, because, hey, we have the Holy Ghost. And so I think that's why the Apostle Peter said that. Don't think it's strange. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings. That when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye for the spirit of grace, a spirit of glory, and of God resteth upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. But look at this. It's something living for Jesus, suffering for Jesus. Amen. As a child of God, you might as well face the, you might as well accept accept what, what you are all about, and God's place in your life. We're going to suffer persecution, regardless where it's coming from. Hallelujah. But look what he says. But let none of you, in verse number fifteen, but let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evil doer or as a busybody in other men's matters but let none of you suffer okay uh, yet if any man suffer as a christian now now let me ask you something how, how many of you have ever really tried to sit down and try to evaluate what you're going through, you're suffering, is it because you're a Christian? <laughs> wow. Wow. Ooh, come on now. Amen. We suffer, do we suffer as Christians? And if we suffer as Christians, amen. Don't lose it. Yeah. Amen. Come on. Are you listening to me? Amen. Don't lose it. Amen. Hold on to it. Yes. Amen. Because we are going to suffer as Christians. Yes. Praise God. So if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. How many of you, amen, when you're persecuted for the name of Jesus and just for being apostolic, are you ashamed? On the way back, we uh, we left uh, we left out uh, Monday morning out of Miami, Oklahoma, just a little south and east of Brother Wetty's place in Chitopa, and we wanted to get something to eat before we hit the road, and we found this real nice. Something. We asked the, the the clerk at the motel, "Can you recommend a good restaurant to us? Something that served good breakfast?" He said. Buttered buns. <laughs> he said, oh, "He said that's a good place." He said, "You'll like it." So we went there. We went to the buttered buns restaurant, and and yes, the food was great. 
And, and you know, we got in there, it was crowded. We got in there and, and, and we, they fixed us a table and then all, all the kids, all the adults sat at one table and all the kids were kind of a little off to the side there. And we put in our orders and we sat there and, and as our food came out and, and then we got ready to eat, we all bowed our heads and we blessed our food. We, we asked the Lord to sanctify our food. And, and I was noticing when I, when I opened my eyes and I looked up, Here's the other thing. Okay, and this thought crossed my mind. Wait a minute. They're Native Americans. Yeah. <laughs> and they're praying for their food and they're saying in Jesus' name. What's that all about? Huh? I, I, I admit, I, I got a little tested there in that, in that restaurant because we went in there. And, and of course, we had to maneuver Sister Betty around through the aisles and stuff. And there was this one family that was sitting at this table. And we were coming through there. Everybody else made, their, made a way for us. And we came to that family, and there was a guy sitting right in there, and he sat right in the, right in the aisle. And I, <clears throat> like that, and everybody kind of on, on the other side looked up like that. And I gave him a signal, hey, there's someone needs to get through. He turned around at us and just looked at me. Oh, really? <laughs> and I almost said something to him. But the Lord said, go the other way. Amen. So I went the other way. Amen. But you know, you can see those eyes upon us, watching us. Why? If it was just, if we were just plain ordinary Native Americans, that wouldn't make a difference. We would fit in just like everybody else. But guess what? Because there was something about us. Yeah. I'm not bragging. I'm just sharing you, you know, reality. And, and, and people know. So, so when we suffer as Christians, when we Amen. suffer as Christians, how are we going to handle it? Amen. Yes. Amen. Woo! Come on. Hallelujah. Wow. Hallelujah. Thought about that. But let, let none of you suffer as a, uh, but if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. Mm -hmm. Let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and the first begin at us, what shall the end be of all them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Well, let me tell you something. That puts the fear of God in me, Brother Dan. If the righteous scarcely be saved, Are you listening? Amen. If the righteous scarcely be saved. That's why I say we can't we can't think that certain things we do living for God when we can allow ourselves to step back for a moment and just entertain sin. Amen. Come on. That's right, man. Huh? Amen. Yeah. 
That's what makes me even want to live for God even more. Yes. When I think about what the Apostle Paul said, therefore knowing the terror of the Lord, I persuade men. In other words, you know what? When you stand before him, how many of you have ever stood before a judge in court? Huh? It's intimidating. Because guess what? Your life is in his hands. And if you feel intimidated, if you feel just small in front of a in front of an earthly judge, how are you gonna feel before the, the judge of all the earth? Come on. So, so when I think about those times when the devil tries to play mind games with yes. me and tell me that, amen, just, you can just let it go for a little while. You'll be okay. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Huh? Come on. Come on. I'm not going to entertain sin. No, sir. Huh? Here's the other thing. Are you ready for this? I'm going to blow your mind. I'm not even going to entertain God. Are you listening to me? I didn't come here to entertain God. I came here to serve God and live for God. I'm not coming here for to entertain Him. If, if you're just here for that reason, guess what? You will never, ever, ever know what it's like to be a true believer. Amen. As poor as I am, I'll keep coming back. Yes. I don't need a lot of things in this world. Amen. This world is not my home. Amen. I, I determined that a long time ago. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Amen. Amen. And I'm looking forward to my heavenly home one day. Yes. My, my goal, my aim is to make make it to my heavenly home. Yes, make it to my address up there, yeah. wherever it is. Amen. On whatever streets of gold it's at. I don't yes. know. Praise God. But I'm going to make it to that address. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. One day. Amen. But along the way, I'm going to endure what I need to endure. That's kind of, there's kind of a, I guess, it's something how when we talk about enduring, endurance, those that, the same that shall endure unto the end, those that endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. <clears throat> so it talks about <clears throat> not just endurance, but the other part that I think about is that word perseverance. Perseverance. And to persevere. I'm thinking about a scripture. Um, oh, Lord Jesus. Go with me to the book of Job. In, in 17 of Job. Job, it says in verse number 9, the righteous 
also shall hold on his way. The righteous shall also hold on his way. That's you and I. Whatever, whatever path God chose us to walk on. The righteous shall also hold on his way. Guess what? We're going to hold on to this. Hallelujah. The righteous shall also hold on to his way. I think about that scripture where, where Jesus was talking about the entrance into he to heaven. It's a narrow, it's a narrow gate. It's a narrow opening. And he said, straight is the way. Uh, straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth unto eternal life. And many there be that find it. So he kind of gave us a description. It's narrow. It's narrow. And he said, that it's straight. It's straight. And here's the other part. Here's, here's the other part that kind of blew my mind. And, and, and he said, few there be that find it. There's going to be a few that are going to find that straight and narrow way. But here, here's the thing about that, that word straight and narrow. That word straight means this. It's going to be a place that is going to be have a lot of, uh, uh, if I want to say it, it's going to be constricted. There's going to be pressure there. So in order for you to be, to be able to make it into that, into that gate, you're going to have to push yourself through it. It's not going to be an easy entrance. Are you listening to me? It's not going to be an easy entrance. We're not just going to casually walk into this. No, if you want to make it into heaven, you've got to force your way into heaven. Why is it? The devil wants to stop you. Your flesh wants to stop you. The world wants to stop you. Are you listening to me? So it's, it's not going to be easy. How, when are we ever going to get that? It's, it's not a cakewalk. We've got to put forth a little motivation, yes. a little force. Amen. The kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Let me tell you something. We've got to, we've got to get a little forceful Amen. in our living for God. Amen. say in the book of Isaiah, hell hath enlarged yourself. So if you, if you want to go the easy way, go ahead and go the easy way. If you like things easier in your life, go ahead and go that way. But if you, want to, if you want to make heaven your home, what did Paul say in the book of Acts? He said that through much tribulation we shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. See, I'm, I'm, paint, I'm painting you a precise, clear picture of how it is. Yes. Huh? Yeah. And, 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 you know, we might look at it and say, oh, I don't know, that kind of sounds hard. <laughs> Not if you have the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. I like this part. Here's, here's the thing. We get stronger... He says, and he that hath clean hands 
shall be stronger and stronger. Amen. Woo! Amen. Every, every time you, you, uh, you know, I, I think about, uh, I think about what James said in, in the, in the book of James, in, in the epistle of James, how, uh, he was talking about, uh, temptation and, uh, and he talks about, uh, that in verse 12 of, of, of chapter one. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Here's that word, endureth again. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. So when we are tempted, if we endure temptation, what does the Bible say? That he will make a way for us to escape temptation. Yes. That he will, with the temptation, make a way for us to escape. Temptation, you know what? The devil is just trying to get you to say yes. That's right. Huh? Yes. Amen. And you know what? All you have to do is say no. Amen. 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 Yes. Devil, no. Just ask him this. Do you know how to read lips? I said no. No. How do we say it in Lakota? Hia. Hia. How do you say it? Hia. Hia. In other words, hey, come on. Talk to the hand. Huh? He says, Blessed is man that endure temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. So here's the thing. The Bible says in Job said, He shall he shall what? Become stronger and stronger. Why? Because his hands are clean. When you keep your hands clean, you know what? Here's the thing. But here's the part. Listen to this. It's, what does the scripture say? What did Paul say? That he that thinketh he stand, take heed lest he fall. Woo. You got to be careful. You have to be careful. The one, the very one that you think you could withstand might be the one that's going to take you down. Right. Huh? Are you listening to me? Yes, all you young people, yeah. all you young men, all you young ladies, yeah. even your elders, are you listening? You know, we're, we're, we're a little wiser. We know a little bit more. We know all the, all the shenanigans, if I could say it that way, that old Slewfoot tries to throw up in our face. And he always tries to disguise them. He always tries to you know, make it, you know, he, he always somehow tries to throw us off. He's got to figure out a way. He has so many disguises, he tries to figure out a way, but guess what the Holy Ghost always reveals him? Amen. Oh, no. It's you again. How many times have I told you this? Leave me alone. 
before I give you a good Holy Ghost whooping. Amen. Amen. Blessed is a man that endure temptation for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. So we, 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 what does the crown represent? Does anybody know? Authority. A king wears a crown, doesn't he? That is to prove that he is the king, he has authority, and he has the rule. He has the power. So when, he, when, when we overcome temptation, we are given the crown of life and given the power. Guess what? We get strong. I heard somebody say this past week, what doesn't kill us will make us stronger. Huh? You ever heard that? Yeah. Yeah? We've all been there, haven't we? Yeah. Well, here's, here's the other part of it. Let no man say when he is tempted that I am tempted of God. Guess what? God will never tempt you. That's right. That's right. God will never put you in a place that you should never be. That's right. Huh? Yes, sir. He will never yes. do that. Yeah. He will never put you right in that in that pathway. Yeah. And we always tend to think that, oh, hey, just because you have the Holy Ghost, well, I've got the Holy Ghost. I could go there. Guess Come what? You're tempting God. Come on now. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But here, this is the reality of it. This is the truth of it. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Your own lust is what draws you away. Yes. Don't put the blame on God. Ooh, man, I tell you what. How do we get off on this anyway? Obviously, the Holy Ghost led us this direction. But when we, when we suffer, when we suffer as Christians, that's that's what we were talking about, wasn't it? I think that's what we were talking about. I think we started out that way. <coughs> Forgive me, I'm, I'm, I'm getting up there in years. I'm not using that for excuse. So that's what he's talking about. And and if, if you go there uh, in the scripture, <laughs> praise God. Look, look what he says. In uh, uh, in 1 Peter chapter 4, is where I read, but let's look at the beginning of the chapter. Look what he says. For as much then, for as much then, in verse number one, as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind, for he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh, to the lust of men, but to the will of God. So that's why it's important for us to arm ourselves. Arm ourselves. 
I don't have to come here because I'm the pastor. If I wasn't the pastor, you wouldn't find me, you know, my brother Hill's not here in this service. Good Bobby here in this service. Huh? That's right. Uh, Sister Jackie's not here in this service. come to prayer, but he'll probably be in Bible study. No, I wouldn't do that. That's right. I wouldn't do that. I would come because I want to be here. Amen. I would come because, you know, I want to be in the presence of God. That's right. I want to be in the house of God. I want to be with the people of God. Amen. So I, I, I choose to do that regardless of what, what's going on in my world. Right. Amen. This is, this is my priority. Yes. This is what I want to Amen. do. Amen. This is my life. This is what I am all about. That's right. So I choose to, I choose to come here. Amen. Huh? Amen. I don't have to be here because, oh, it's pastor, he's required to be here. I'm trying to get everybody to. Amen. Yes. I'm trying to get everybody to understand that. Amen. Trying to get everybody to dig in. Yes. Dig in. Hold on. Last but not least, I went over my time. Forgive me, but Romans chapter five. Verse number one, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation. Also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. drastically over the years. My wife will still tell you I'm an impatient man, but I'm not as impatient as I used to be. Amen. Never, ever pray for patience. But we need it. Because if you pray for patience, mm -hmm. you're going to experience a lot of a lot of things that are going to come your way. But let me tell you something. I'm not saying that you will fall. I'm saying that yes, you experience a lot of things. But guess what? We have the Holy Ghost. Yes. And if you have the Holy Ghost, you're going to endure. And so he's talking about that. He says. Uh, that we glory, but we glory in tribulations, also knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Patience. And, and here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're always in a hurry to go nowhere really fast. Huh? Why do you want to get through this so fast? If I were you, I would 
absorb the experience. Yeah. Take a really good look at what's going on around you and try to see what God is doing in your life. What's happening to you is not there to uproot you or to destroy you. It's there for your salvation. Look and see what you can, look and see how you can answer your dilemma. Huh? Not how you can fall to it. Amen. Look and see how you can overcome. Huh? And listen to the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost will help you. The Holy Ghost will, will, will give you a, a way out. He'll reveal a way out for you. He'll give you what you need, the strength, the faith. He'll do that for you. He'll help you. He'll give you perseverance. He'll give you endurance. He'll give you strength. Hallelujah. Amen. And so he says, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience. Yeah. Yeah. That all these young men want to, in order for you to have experience, guess what? You have to go through the same thing we all went through. Amen. You, there's no way you can shortcut this. You know what today's thinking is? Everybody wants to try to get there first. Yeah. Huh? How do I, how do I, how am I going to get that far without going through all this? Mm -hmm. That's today's world. Huh? Yeah. Woo! There's no shortcuts. Come on now. Can't, you can't cut no corners. You can't make any detours. If you're going to go through this thing like we all had to go through it, guess what? You're, you're just going to have to walk down that path. Mm -hmm. yeah. We live in a world that they believe in fast foods and fast everything. Yeah. Fast everything. Everybody wants to try to get it done quicker. Yep. And if you try to get it done quicker, guess what? You know what you're doing? You're losing out on experience. You're losing out on the things that build character. Hallelujah. Years ago, I met Brother David Walters in, in the, back in the 80s. I went up to Bismarck for a workshop. Brother Gerritsen told me, he said, uh, give, give Brother David Walters a call. He's a good man. When you get a hold of him, tell him that I sent you. So I said, okay. So I get up to Bismarck and I get checked into my room, get settled in. So I gave Brother Walters a call. I said, and he answered. And I said, oh, is this Brother David Walters? Yes, sir, it is. I said, Brother Walters, this is Brother Harold Marshall. I'm from White River, South Dakota. I said, I pastor a church down there on the Rosewood Reservation in the city of White River. He said, glad to meet you. Glad to hear from you. I said, yeah. I said, Brother uh, Elder Anthony Gerritsen told me to mention his name to you. He said, do you know Brother Gerritsen? I said, yes, sir, I do. He was my pastor. He said, Brother Marshall, I want to meet you. So we arranged a time when we sat down and we had dinner and we talked and he said, I love your spirit because I could tell you were well taught. I didn't see Brother Walters for a long time. Well, guess what? I, I take that back. I went back about a year later 
for another conference up there, and I let him know I'm on my way up there. So he gave me liberty one night there to preach at his church on Bible study night. So I went up there and I preached for Brother Walters in Bismarck, North Dakota. So we had a really good relationship. And I never seen him after that for years. And then a few years ago, back when we went up to that rally up in Watertown, Brother Walters was up there. And so I walked up to him. I said, how are you doing, Elder? I said, I don't know if you remember me. He looked at me and said, Brother Marshall, I will never forget you. He said, I always ask people, do you know a Brother Harold Marshall? And they would say, oh, I've heard of him. And one person said, well, I don't think so. I don't remember. He said, he's a godly man. But you know what? It's only because of what I've endured Amen. and what I've experienced. Guess what all you people here? All you people here? All you young people here? It's the same for you. I really get to the point where I kind of I need to be careful because when, when people start bragging on a church, I kind of go, wait a minute. Don't brag too much. Oh, they're praying people. When you go up there, they love to worship God. When you preach there, they get behind the preaching. Well, that all sounds good and everything. But we shouldn't just be a people that loves to worship God. We shouldn't be a people that we have a reputation for prayer. But you know, if we have a reputation for prayer, we ought to have a reputation for living for God. Amen. I tend to get gun shy when they talk, start bragging separately. I'm just trying to tell everybody tonight. Saints, we've, we've got to be We've got to be people of faith and people of endurance and people Amen. of perseverance. Amen. We've got to be strong in the faith. We've got to be bold in the faith. We've got to be, amen, bold in his love. Amen. We've got to dig our heels in. We have to, amen, we have to set, set, settle down and, and be rooted grounded in God. That's what we need to be in this place. I know God wants to bless this work and he's going to but it's going to be because we we want to. Amen. We want to be here. Amen. And we want God. And we're going to do everything that we can to live with God. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much for your time this evening, for your attendance. Tomorrow evening, uh, rehearsal starts at 7 o'clock. And uh, I believe there may be youth Friday night. Uh, I'm heading to White River Friday, so I will be going down there for services Saturday in White River. So uh, be prepared for that meeting down there. And if anybody wants to go, as far as I know, I'm going by myself. So, uh, amen. Just pray for that meeting down there. Thank you very much. Lord bless you.